What's up, guys? Uh, we're back with our episode today. It's actually episode 52, which means a full year of um, mainly Celtics. I don't think, I think that mini pod I counted as a number. Maybe last week was our official first year. Mm-hmm. But either way, we started around the time 52 weeks, a year's worth of podcasts. Um, great start. And we're back here with just me and Emery today. Um, pretty light week, honestly, coming off the All Star break. Uh, did you did you watch think, any All Star yeah, stuff? Uh, we talked about how we watched how uh, I think we hadn't watched the all-star game hadn't happened yet when we recorded last time, right? That was yeah. the only thing that hadn't happened. Um, I didn't mind the rookies challenge. That was okay. I thought, I think the dunk competition was really bad. I didn't watch the dunk competition. I've heard yeah. it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a little bit of three contest kind of tuned out for that for the most part. Yeah. Um, the all-star game kind of went in and out kind of, didn't really watch a ton of that. I mean, Steph just kind of, he was a story, obviously, from that game. Right. Dropping 50 points, 16 threes. But did you watch, did you watch much of it? I, I was, I was working. So I just caught like, I, I normally, my normal go to routine after I get home from work at like four in the morning is to then hop on YouTube and just check out, like catch in all the highlights of anything that happened that day. So I just did that. And uh, saw yeah, that I mean, had 16 threes and LeBron hit a, the game winner. I mean, but like, what do you think of the ending of like how the, the new style of ending? I like the Elam ending. I think it's pretty cool. I do too. Um, I only like it in that scenario. Um, people are talking about like making that the, the overtime rule for the regular season, which yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about there, but I think it's, I think it's cool for the all-star game because no one's going to play till the fourth quarter anyway. So at least might as well make it like, a fun yeah. like a to a target to play to. Um, I, I think it's no, drastically yeah. improved the uh, improved the All Star game. I think the NBA All Star game is the best All Star game out there. Yeah, I mean the only thing with it, I think the MLB is pretty obviously NFL like Pro Bowl doesn't hold. Pro Bowl is awful. No one yeah. watches the Pro Bowl, but like even the MLB All Star game, like I think when it like it shouldn't it shouldn't have really. Um, had home field implications for the world series. Um, yeah. But I did think it made it a little bit more competitive. Uh, I don't, I think another way to make that one more competitive would be just to not have the automatic bids for at least one player for each team. I think that would probably make it the best product possible, but yeah, I think the all-star game it's, it's entertaining. Cause like people, people don't really, I mean, uh, even as Celtics fans, people don't come to watch defense. Right. Like that's just, that's just the bottom lines. So people come to watch like, Steph hit a bunch of threes, everyone like in-game cool dunks, throwing lobs, stuff like that. Yeah. So I think it's just it's very entertaining from that that perspective. Absolutely. You don't like the uh you don't like the every team gets a bid in the MLB. No, because it's kind of weird because then it's like I I like I don't mind it as much now because now there's like the all pro teams, but for a while there was only like silver slugger and gold glover. And you'd have guys with like great seasons that wouldn't would have just just an all star. Like say they're solid on both ends, mm-hmm. but they'd have just an all star, and that all star is the same as like Brock Holt in 2015. It's like I love Brock Holt, but he's not like an all star caliber player. Like other teams, like especially I mean, I mean, I remember year after year when Baltimore has been really bad. Like Baltimore getting an all star. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think it lessens the value. And a lot of times those are like resume builders and you have some guys that like sneak in. It's like, Oh, how'd this guy have three all-star games? It's like, Oh, he just played for a really bad team. Yeah, he played on the diamondbacks in the mid two thousands. Just like, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I don't really love that rule, but that's I, more for, for baseball season if it, if it ever happens. If it ever happens, yeah, that we could we can talk about that later if we have the time. But um, you want to go into a recap of the week? We only had two games, so yeah, and we, we got up. the Brooklyn game. Um, I think it's funny. I think it was the third time they've played this year. Boston's taken two now. Yeah. I think I, I heard something at the end of that game that so far, no team, there's been no lead changes in, in any of the three games. Like Brooklyn dominated the first one, Celtics dominated the last two. Um, obviously, the last two have been the Brooklyn Nets at like 30 very, very limited. Yeah, like just none of their good players are playing. And yeah. In this game, we we had uh, Simmons and Durant and uh, Kyrie all out too. This is in New York. That might change as well. Um, we play them next week, and we should see them at full strength next week, I believe, or maybe not Simmons. Maybe not Ben. It seems like – yeah, it seems like the other guy should be, but I don't know when his game they, – they made it seem like he was just avoiding the game with, with the Sixers, which I know is coming up soon. Which so. is what uh, – so I think um, KD's return is potentially March 5th is the date that I saw. Yeah, we played Yeah, right. So, it, it, so yeah. I don't know their schedule, um, but they may – like that may be a back-to-back or something like that. But, um, but it's looking like we can get Kevin Durant next Sunday, um, which is – it's just like – it's good for the league. You want your best players to play. And I would like to see how the Celtics uh, yeah, have stick. I'd rather them come back at full strength after we play them for the fourth time. Um, yeah, that would be yeah. pretty cool to me. If we yeah. see another one against the the Bruce Brown uh, led Nets teams. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Tatum had a great game this game. It mm-hmm. wasn't really like it wasn't that much of a blowout, but it also just wasn't really competitive the entire game. The Celtics just kind of maintained that pace from the first quarter on. Yeah. Like they they won by twenty three, which is I mean pretty good but at the same time it's it it feels like even a lot more because it never felt like the nets were really threatening at all no the celtics got out to a 15 point lead in the first and then it was just a cakewalk from there i mean these sort of first quarters that the celtics are having i think i saw some tweet the other day might have been something you retweeted or liked or something it was like ime doka's figured out the best game plan is just to get a lead in the beginning and then not lose it you know like start the game hot and then not lose the lead so I thought that was pretty. Yeah. I mean, and once again, all the credit in the world, we were on MA's head for how bad he was to start the year at the end of the games. Like he hasn't blown these big leads. Like we saw them blow at the end of last year. Right. Uh, but or not, well, yeah, the end of Count, last calendar year, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but no, no, it's been super impressive watching this team. Uh, I think obviously the stats been mentioned like a thousand times. We have the best, best starting lineup in basketball just by net rating and by like plus minus or plus minus per game or something like that. But most metrics we have the best, uh, the number one starting lineup in the entire NBA. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that helps to get out to these leads and we just don't lose them because, <laughs> and honestly our starting lineup plays a lot and may has a very short bench. We've seen mm-hmm. most games he's um, until like you know, he's going with about eight or so guys. Yeah. I mean, that's what we saw. What was it's it in the, in the Detroit game, which we'll get to in a second, we only saw eight guys and they played just random ragged. I mean, do you think um, – I saw another tweet today that was like uh, – so this the Celtics game plan is to have two scorers and then everyone else play defense. 
And it was like, they, it was posing a question. I think it was maybe Keith, Keith Smith or what is that? Is that the guy's name? The, um, yeah, Keith. Smith. Yeah. He writes He's, for like the blog, does NBA cap stuff. Right, right, right. And, um, Hey, that, I think he posed it and was like, is that a, is that a viable playoff, uh, a viable playoff sit- like, uh, strategy? Like, can you have just yeah. two guys score the ball? Or do you think there will be, uh, I mean, obviously we're playing, they're playing in the playoffs. NBA defense is in the playoffs. We'll key in on certain guys. And, uh, do you think that it's a, the, the way this team has been playing is, do you think it's viable? Do you think, that there are guys on the bench that can really step up like Grant, like, uh, like Derek White, like, I mean, Al can, Al can play well when he needs to. Um, do you think that it's a viable strategy? Do you think this sort of method will continue? I think I read, it was like they're 18 and five with Marcus Smart in the lineup doing this, like in the last, like in this last calendar year, the last two months, do you think it's sustainable? Um, I don't know. I mean, we, the expectations of these teams, I don't think are like the sky high. Like we don't, it, it, I think it's gonna be tough to win a bunch of playoff series with, like you said, two guys, but like a lot of other teams don't really have like a third, a solid, like third scoring option. I mean, like Brooklyn, I mean, I guess they have like Seth Curry mm-hmm. and you have, uh, of course, like the Sixers have Tobias Harris, but even those guys aren't super consistent. And I mean, you never know, like in Derek White's once again, Derek White, and Marcus Smart, very similar players. Like, those guys aren't good three point shooters, but they're both guys that can get streaky. And mm-hmm. like, if they get hot, like they can really win you a ball game. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, we'll have enough offense with how good our, as long as our defense maintains it, I think we'll have enough offense to be competitive in pretty much any matchup we see. Uh, my biggest concern is like, and that's what I thought you were going to bring up when you said they're only played eight guys um, was just, is this going to be sustainable for the playoffs? As in like, are these guys going to be run down by the playoffs? Like if Jason Tatum, like, I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in minutes, or at least he's very he's close yeah. to being up there in minutes played. Like, is he just gonna be dog like just dead like tired by the time play, the playoffs come around? Especially when they shorten their rotation. And now he goes from playing like 39 minutes like he played in the Pistons game, mm-hmm. and now he has to step up and now he's playing like minutes a game in the playoffs. But day like, in, day I, out I, I just against, feel like against elite defenses. Yeah. I mean, you see you see the New York Knicks, like they're not what they were last year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was they went with a pretty short rotation last year. That's a Tibbs, uh, a big a Tibbs stable. thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's not looking like it's been very beneficial this year because there's not the same team they were last year at all. Right. What what's it what's the deal with Kemba there? I mean, what what is up with him? He got shut. He just got shut down. Is it the knee issue again, or is it just like production? Is I, mean, it- I I haven't. I, I'm not too sure. I'm guessing it's probably production based on we've talked about earlier they might be looking for a buyout option for him because he doesn't yeah. have a big contract for them so um and, and speaking of that i think i just wanted to kind of touch on the celtics roster um i believe we signed two more players i think we briefly talked about Cornette and hauser getting full-time contracts yeah last, um, we obviously last still have broad we still brought a broderick tom at broderick broderick thomas yeah. um He's he's still on a two way, but we have we signed Malik Fitz and Kellen Martin, who I believe both ten days. I think we're just gonna keep doing that until the because we need to fill out our roster. Yeah, until like maybe a guy that can help us, or at least like maybe provide some value becomes available on the bio market. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because right now we like need to have a minimum of 14 players. And so we're, I think we're just going to be signing 10 days until we can uh, figure that out. Or maybe eventually we'll find a guy that we think can can provide like at least some value if our, if our team's a little bit thin. Yeah, bring Jabari back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you'd be down for that, but I mean, I wouldn't mind it if we could sign to like a vet min or something like that for the remainder of the season. Right. As I mean, long as it doesn't affect the cap too much. I don't. I don't know anything about the financials of that and like what we can and can't do. Oh, with yeah, that stuff, I, know I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what like the prorated uh, contract would be, but Jabari would be a nice guy to have if he's just willing to take the I don't know the the minimum money for the rest of the season and then be be a guy that can come in and if God forbid Grant gets in foul trouble, like we know he can or something like that and have a guy, bigger guy that can play a little defense, shoot the ball a little bit, you know? Or, I mean, I just worst case scenario, right? Like some of the days we've talked about building in off days for Rob and Alex and right. just those days, maybe him get hit a little bit of run. Like you said, if Grant gets in foul trouble or something like that, Yeah, but no, those, none of those options wouldn't be bad. I mean, I can't really think of anyone that coming off the top of my head. Um, speaking of bio guys, we're going to, we're probably going to see Goran Dragic too in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's joined the net. So that's someone he hasn't played this season. So might we don't really know what we're gonna get with him. I think he's like 36, but he's obviously a solid player. Absolutely. And he's also a Celtics killer. He yeah yeah always plays well against the C's. Um you I mean you can lump him in that Fournier uh who is it? Uh it was all and Buddy Healed. We'll see Buddy Healed tonight. Uh, Sadiq Bay. Terrence Ross, yeah Sadiq Bay, Celtics killers. Um maybe Terrence Ross gets bought out and he I don't think he's bought out. He's just like so happy there for some reason, which is just so weird to me that he just yeah. like, he's like, yep, I. It's like it's like the Damian Lillard Trout argument. Like you can just go out and produce and have absolutely zero expectations for you. Like it, it's nice yeah, to just no not have any expectation. And no team really seemed to be like too aggressive with trying to buy, which is weird. Cause like he seems like, I mean, I could totally be just talking like out of my ass here. I haven't looked up his numbers this year, but he always just seems like he's like just solid enough. Like he's just like, yeah, I'm a solid bench scorer with some decent size. Um, let me, let me find uh yeah, you can pull that up real quick. Yeah. Um, we can kind of talk about the Pistons game real quick. This one was, um, I thought the way this was going, I thought this was going to be very similar to the one we saw before the break. Obviously, this time we did have Smart and Rob, but we just were kind of like letting them hang in it like way longer than I feel like we should have. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, we were we were able to to squeak one out. It wasn't pretty. Our offense did not look good for most of the game, but the fourth quarter we kind of came alive, which is something that we I feel like a couple of months ago it seemed like this would be a game that the team would lose, right? Like fourth quarters we were horrendously bad in, and right. we uh. We kind of we kind of changed that, so that's good. Um, the ball was being spread around pretty well. Smart had seven assists, Tatum had six, Allen Rob both had three. Uh, it, it, it we just weren't making shots for the most part. Nothing was like too concerning. Um, the defense didn't look great against a Pistons team that's like one of the worst offenses in the league. But I don't think that's something I'm I, that's just one single game I'm not be concerned about. Cade uh, Cunningham's the real deal, though, for sure. He really is. He's I was so, very impressed. Very impressed. Yeah. He got off to a slow start, but he's really turned it on after he like kind of caught back up with it because he was injured to start the season. Yeah, he didn't start what like the first fifteen games or something. Yeah, and then he kind of came on. He was really bad. I remember he was shooting like thirty percent from the field his first like two weeks in the NBA. Yeah, 
he's like slowly picked it up now. He's starting to look like that guy that they thought he was going to be with a number one draft pick. I mean, the guy has every intangible you could ask for. I mean, how tall is he? What, six seven? He's lightning quick with the ball, a pure jump shot, like good on-ball defender for a rookie. Like, uh, Detroit is going to be good. Detroit's going to – they're going to be good. They have the players to be good, but it's like with with uh, Sacramento. Of course, once again, like going back to Sacramento, they're the only year they've ever been good was the one year that we had their pick. But uh, I mean, sometimes just the management. I mean, they have Dwayne Casey, who's obviously really who was a really good coach, and like I, I'm sure he still is. Yeah. But it just seems like Detroit. I don't know. Actually, I mean, Detroit's not like a terrible franchise. They were good a couple years ago when they had Drummond and, and Blake in there. Yeah, I have, I have some faith in Detroit as a like franchise to be like somewhat competent and build a decent team around them. I'm I'm guessing they'll probably trade Jeremy Grant in the offseason if they get the right offer. Yeah, and then just yeah, but I mean Jeremy Grant's only what he's 27 years old. He's a borderline All Star. Um, I mean, we saw it last year when he was in or two years ago in Denver. Um, was it last year or two years ago? What Jeremy Grant in Denver. It was two years ago. Yeah, he was like a role player in Denver. Which he, he wants, I mean, he wants to like have the ball, I think, more than they want. Like, I think they do want to build around Cade Cunningham. Like, obviously, his number one pick. And I think Jeremy Grant, like Mike, in the way of that, because he wants to be pretty ball dominant. He wants to shoot and mm-hmm. he wants to, you know, he wants to be the man. And I think this is like going to be Cade Cunningham's team. So I think they're going to build around Cade and complement him with players that are going to like best fit Cade. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to get a top three pick this year, too. Top three, top five. Um, and this draft, this upcoming draft is front heavy. I mean, uh, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith. Um, who's the other? Jaden Ivey's one. Jaden um, Ivey, yeah. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Um, any one of those three guys would... I mean, if the if the Pistons could pull in Jaden Smith from Auburn and have him take over that uh, Jeremy Grant role, yeah, but that's yeah, that's what I'm saying though. It's like it's like what's if they they are going to get another young stud like one of those high picks? It's like okay, if we're getting another one of these young studs, does it really make sense to have Jeremy Grant like taking away shots from them and like maybe stunting their development? Especially in a case like you mentioned, Jabari Smith, where they place not the same position because I think Jabari Smith, I mean. Grant plays a lot of the four as well, but yeah, and I think Jabari will be a four in the NBA. Yeah, so it's it's like, do you really want to like have a guy taking away shots and maybe taking away some opportunities from a, a guy that you think could be potentially an all star in the future? Probably not. So I think yeah. it's like they move on from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean the the core that they're building. I mean they've got some young guys. They just traded from uh, Marvin Bagley, who they if they if they do get off of. Jeremy Grant's contract, they could sign as a restricted free agent. I'm pretty sure that they own his bird rights too. Yeah, Yeah, I think – I don't know with him though. I think it's something weird. I don't know. I don't know if his option is picked up. I don't know exactly what it is with him. But he looked pretty good last night. I think he'll be decent. I don't think he's going to be like cost that much to retain him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so. And then then you've got Isaiah Stewart who flies around – Big body guy, great rebounder. Um, Sadiq Bay is a good shooter. Wants to be one of the best shooters in that class. Um, Killian Hayes is still up in the air, but could be a good backup guard. Amy's not bad. We saw him get tossed the other day. He's he's yeah. an athlete. I mean, it's not like 
And but, but yeah, they have a decent like young core, and I yeah. do think they could build around that. I just don't. I think that they probably have to make some decisions this upcoming season to maybe best fit their roster around Cade, who, who looks to be a guy that they thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. But, um, this upcoming week, um, yeah, look ahead to the Pacers in the ha- in about twenty minutes. Yeah, the Pacers game. I was going to do bets by the time we we finish this up. I don't think it's even going to be enough time for me to tweet out those, but. Uh, the Pacers' new look—they've been actually—they've been decent last couple of games. I mean, buddy, buddy has been playing over the past like four or five games. Buddy's averaging like twenty-six, shooting the ball incredibly well. I—I I have a—I have a feeling if we were going to do a bet, I would take uh, Buddy's three-point or three-pointers made and scoring over tonight. Um, um another guy that's been really good for them is. Tyrese Halliburton he's been I'm pretty sure he's like averaging like something a crazy amount of assists like 12 assists per game since coming over there which mm-hmm. is bananas yeah maybe the Pacers haven't been doing so hot I mean yeah Tyrese Halliburton I thought, buddy, I, I... we're looking at prop picks right here Tyrese Halliburton uh assist prop is eight like is what is it eight yeah, I mean he's been he's been like getting double digit assists I think almost every game there. So yeah, I mean it's a short sample size, but I think he's really kind of, I think he's looked really good. I've always liked Tyrese Halliburton. Um, was there anyone else that came over in that trade, or was it just those two? Um, no, because they sent uh, they sent Sabonis and uh, Holiday, Holiday, and one other guy too, but it was a bum. Um, yeah, but either way, uh, yeah, the new look Pacers team, I don't, I hope, I mean, I hope this is just a game that the Celtics just kind of take care of business in. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think this Pacers team is very good, so I'm not too, too concerned. I, I always, I own the only issue that I saw or like previously with the Pacers games, the Pacers were always a thorn in the Celtics side, but I think that had a lot to do with Sabonis and I think Sabonis was able to work off our bigs, the matchup of our bigs. And he's a little bit a uh, little bit quicker, a little bit taller, better shooter than all these guys who had spaces the floor a little bit. And without Sabonis in in Indiana, I don't think that this team is very good. No, I mean Miles Turner is fine. Like he could be coming to his own like the second half this or this like last quarter, last stretch of the season. Mm-hmm. But um no, I mean I'm not really too concerned with any of their parts. So obviously this was a move they made to like sell to get younger um to be able to have more flexibility kind of like not a full rebuild but kind of a reset and hopefully maybe come back and be um, a more competitive team next year yeah so i i'm not too concerned with this pacers team i'm hoping the celtics just are able to take care of business like they have been recently right and uh we have the hawks after this i think on tuesday we have hawks yeah. and then then thursday yeah, tnt so i think we have uh, i don't know what days Am I getting my days mixed up? Is it Grizzlies, Hawks, or Hawks, Grizzlies? Hawks on Tuesday, and then Thursday night TNT with the Grizzlies. Okay, yeah. And those should be – I mean, those should be competitive games. Absolutely. So after this game, we need to take care of business because obviously the, Grizzly, the Grizzlies are a playoff team. They've been playing out of their minds this year, I think, above expectation from what everyone thought of them. Definitely. Um, and the Hawks always just seem to be, like you said, like another team that seems to be a thorn in our side. Mm-hmm. Usually, one of Trey Young or Kevin Herter or like Bogdan or someone, one of their one of their guys that one of their shooters is going to pop off against us. Yeah, it's bound to happen. 
Yeah. And those that's also a team like fighting and clawing to make sure that like they're firmly cemented, at least in the play in tournament. So right. um they're gonna have a lot to play for. And then we go to the Grizzlies, like you said, they're gonna be team in the West. Yeah, they're gonna be, gonna be a tough, a tough, uh tough game. And then and then we get a, re- a retooled Brooklyn next Sunday, correct? Likely, like we said, likely we'll probably see Drogic and uh, KD, but I yeah. don't think we'll see Simmons yet. I don't. I, is is this is his? It's like a back injury associated with the reconditioning, correct? Is what I don't know what's up with him because I guess he like he wasn't going in. Like the only time he was going in was like he would go into the Sixers facility, like when they were on the road. Like that's the only time he was like going in, and, like working out. We like, wasn't using any like the Sixers like team member, so. But I don't know, like, how you can be that out of shape. Like, I guess, like, getting up to – I've never been at the professional level, clearly. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, how it could take this long because, I mean, he's been traded since before the All-Star break. You'd think he'd be kind of, like, already ramping back up unless it's been, like, just kind of nagging injury after nagging injury, kind of putting it, putting him back um, further. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's hard to say that, like, oh, he's, like, crying wolf, like, about being hurt or anything and, like – trying to skate around these things because it's so hard to really quantify this, his uh, like mental, mental capacity at the moment. Like there's, there's no way to do that in today's society. You can't be like, Oh yeah, you're just being a bitch. Like, no, it's easy to say that, but that's, that's certainly not the case. You know, we don't know. We, and uh, the whole, go ahead. I think think he'll, uh, I just think it might be just a conditioning thing. I think it might have been just taking off. I think he maybe thought that there's going to be no chance he's going to get traded. Like I think that probably went through his mind. Maybe he had been taking some just some time off, and maybe it yeah. is taking a while to get back to where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he's like clearly. I mean, now we have the injury, but maybe before that he was like, yeah, I could be back, but I just don't feel like I don't feel right. I don't want to come back at seventy five percent of Benson, especially with um, all the pressure you know he's going to be facing because he did set, sit out. Um, also, and he's also he's also been hurt he didn't play this first two years of his career you know like dude's been hurt yeah so but um yeah i'm i'm excited that he's not gonna be back because i think that brooklyn team becomes very dangerous because i mean one thing they're obviously losing harden's huge but they're like likely with the uh the vaccine mandates changing it looks like Kyrie's gonna be able to be full-time pretty soon yeah, get a guy that's going to be obviously an elite shot creator, and then you can have Ben Simmons just basically play that Draymond role. He can play some, like he's strong enough. He could play some small ball five. I'm sure, like he could uh, for that Brooklyn team, a team yeah. that really struggles and would really probably enjoy that. Um, he's very switchable. He can obviously do an incredible job guarding forwards. He can be that playmaker for Durant and Kyrie when the ball is not in their hands. And just imagine, imagine a fast break with Ben Simmons and then KD and Kyrie on the wings, like. Yeah. That is that's a that's a dangerous sort of situation that you put that opposing defenses will be put in. And he's got still Seth Curry with him. <laughs> like he's yeah. another guy. Like, and if Joe Harris comes back, like they got some shooters, dude. They got. Some- I don't. I don't think Joe. I the last report I read on Joe Harris is I think he has to get surgery on that ankle, right? I've I've heard it's like very iffy whether or not he makes it back by the end of this year. Yeah, that's what I've saw too. But. If like they really get those like the thing about if you're playing a game like you want to go small and you put Simmons at the five and then you have those four guys like four guys that have like legitimately all shot over forty percent at points in their career from three yeah that's 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 a scary team to face um, offensive side defensively they're gonna have some some limitations but um, at least on the offensive end that's gonna be a dangerous team yeah 
Okay. Um, do you have anything else? No, I'm trying to think. Um, you want to see if we can get some bets in real quick? Uh, no, dude. No, I mean. No, it's all right. I'm just going to – I would say whatever – you said Alburn's assists. I'd probably lean – I think his assists are going to be – he's going to have a lot of assists. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll, take, I'll take Buddy's uh, – let me find Let me find the actual prop for it. I bet um, – I don't know. I feel like Rob – I would take Rob real points, rebounds, and assists. Three-pointers made. Buddy healed three-and-a-half. No doubt he's hitting that. I'll take Derek White over one and a half threes made too. I think I'll I'll go with that. Point with uh you want uh Rob or Grant's over Rob. points, rebounds, assists. I feel like Rob's gonna have a good game because I think him and Miles Turner have like a personal little, little showdown. Yeah. I think they they think they've been compared to each other a lot. They've been in trade talks for, like for each other for a each lot. Other. Yeah. Rob's gonna wanna kinda shut those out and he's gonna have a big game. Rob's points, rebounds, and assists over 25 and a half. I feel like that's 10, 10, and 5. Yeah. I mean, that's a little steep. I mean, it's it stinks now that he's been creeping out of like, because for a while his points, rebounds, and assists were like 20 and a half, 21 and a half. And like, right. those are easier. Now you're starting to get into the mid 20s. And it's like, yeah, he's got to have a good game moving the ball too, you know. To yeah, have- or, or he's got to have a game where they're really finding him because he's not, I mean, he's not going to be a guy that's going to score like 35 points a game. Like, that's just not him. Like, he's yeah. going to probably top out at like 20, like low 20 points at the very max. And he can also be incredibly effective scoring six points a game, you know, like. Yeah, like he's content with doing that. So it's like, it is very risky. In some games, that does happen. So mm-hmm. starting to creep in that danger zone. But I, I always feel pretty confident about him. But these won't be official. These are just kind of. Yeah, we're just tossing them out there, doing a little spitballing. We'll see if they come true. But, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I'll see you next week and enjoy the game. Appreciate it.